0: Hey, what's up? This is Rob, and this is another episode of Film Streak that you're listening to. And right off the bat, I want to say, yes, there's been a delay. Yes, it's been a while since I've seen some movies. And if you go by that, that means, yes, the streak has been broken. The streak got up to 100 plus movies every day, a movie a day, brand new movie, something new to me at least, and I really tried my best to keep that up, keep that streak going, keep it alive. But you know, sometimes life and things that happen to you and those around you, it takes over, man. And it means that um things you maybe try to be, try to make a routine for and try to build into everything you do doesn't really work out like that. So, you know, in that regard, uh, eh, film streak as an idea had some interesting components, some things that I wanted to do, talk about films and talk about something new every day. Well, it's also kind of hard to sustain. It's it's really not very tenable when you get to day after day, after month after month. Um, so look, we did 16 episodes. I did 114 movies. And, you know, if I'm honest, I even did uh, a few more movies with the idea of putting together another episode. And, you know, look, I'll go ahead and talk about those. Okay, so I do want to like let's let's wrap up where the streak left off. And um, just very quickly, I'm going to blow through these because honestly, these films aren't all that great. But they're new. And that was kind of the theme that I was working toward for this episode or what would have been the next episode is something new, something very recent. And so I just started looking through what had come out in the last year or so and just decided I need to go catch up on some things. So let's get to this. Let's get to um number 114. We're picking up the streak. And uh this is The 355. Now, this is a movie that um I'll just tell you, I didn't have a lot of expectations going into, I didn't have any high expectations for, it. and you know... I understand the, the basic, um, premise here, the, the basic, um, goal, which is to have kind of an all-star female cast in a, in a big budget action spy thriller thing, which I, I feel like it can be done. I feel like some other movies have done it in, in some ways. But this one, you know, this one just felt really, uh, it just felt like it had too light of a touch. You know, even as I'm watching it, I just remember thinking, well, this is, this is great. This is like an action movie, but it's for people who don't watch action movies. Because so much of the things that were happening, the, the set pieces, the stunts, it just felt very lightweight. And, you know, when you talk about movies that are really heavy into this genre and this style of, storytelling, let's say, um, it, it, it goes, I mean, it, it can be really, you know, hard edged and really, um, and, and violent and stylish and, and all those things. And this one just, it just pulled punches everywhere. It didn't really go a hundred percent for what it was trying to do, I think. And so, you know, I think of a movie like, um, you know, Something like maybe Atomic Blonde, which had a lot of the really hard, brutal, just action scenes and also had like really interesting character beats and performances. Uh, but it was one character. So, you know, the idea of having that maybe times five or six, uh, maybe that was a little more what this movie needed to be, but also the, the, the people that are in the films, Jessica Chastain, Penelope Cruz, um, Lopita Nyongo, um, uh, I mean, there's several people, Diane Kruger's, and, and, you know, it's just, it didn't feel like people that were typically in the action, um, realm. And, and yet, you know, that's fine. I, that's, that's not the issue. The issue is that I think, when whoever put this movie together, the idea was, we're going to bring those people, those performers, and we're going to bring their audiences to this movie. Well, I just feel like that, I don't know, that was maybe the wrong way to go about it. It's like, tell an interesting story first and have interesting characters first. And then you cast for that and you bring audiences however you can, you know, however you market it or whatever. So, you know, all in all, it's not really a great movie. It's got some interesting ideas, but it's just one. It's way too convoluted. It's just too much to follow. And some of the performances are fine. Some of them are a little, you know, kind of phoned in, I feel like. Um, and then all the action and, and all the stunts and everything just feels really kind of lame. Uh, it's just, it's just not really worth the time. So, you know, that's an easy pass for me. That's 114. That's the 355. There's probably other movies that are better suited to tackle this kind of story or other filmmakers that are doing a better job of it. So just, you know, just skip and look for something elsewhere, I guess. Um, and even speaking of that, <laughs> I'll move to 115. This is number 115. This is Scream. And this is 2022, um, the sequel, the fifth in the series now that really brought everybody back. Um, from the original trilogy. And, um, you know, I wasn't really, I don't know. I, I kind of lost, uh, a lot of interest in this franchise at the second movie. I can't even remember what the third movie was about. Um, and the fourth one, I, I think I saw it. I just don't, I don't remember. I don't have any, it is pretty forgettable if my memory serves, if that makes sense. But also, This one really tried to take it up a notch in terms of it wasn't just repeating the same thing, although it was that, but it also put like a new spin on it, taking into account the different changes in horror films and and just genre films that have happened over the last 20 years. And so in that respect, I feel like it tried to do some new things. It was a little more clever than um, whatever the last couple of films were, but you know, it's still it's really hard to to hit that bar that the first film set and even the second film, you know, because it twisted a little bit on itself. But I can at least say that it took into account some things that, um, you know, seem like the easy questions you would always ask in a horror movie. Like, why didn't this happen? Or why didn't they think of that? Or why did they make this stupid decision here? A lot of those things get addressed, which is always part of the scream franchise. Is it's very self aware. It knows that it's a horror movie, and it's playing with some of the tropes of the genre, and it at least tries to either poke fun at it or uh, let's do it the right way. Let's do it the way people with you know sense would do some of this. So, in that respect, I I feel like it's a good effort. It's not as good as the originals, um, but you know maybe it's something to check out. It's kind of weird to be in a. I mean, I'm watching this. Uh, when I watch this in April, and so I'm recording this in May, that's how much things have gotten turned up, or turned around for me, but, um, watching a horror movie like this in April just seems really off. And I know this didn't come out in April, but it just, it just seems like this wasn't even a timed, uh, the, the release of it just wasn't timed well. But in that respect, you know, maybe there's something that hits a little better around holiday season or later in the year. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I just like my horror movies around October, you know. But in that respect, um, just give it a chance if you feel like it. If you feel like this is a franchise you, you've you always liked or or like something about. This one at least comes back to familiar territory while maybe expanding a little bit on it. So um, that's 115. That's Scream. Um this next one, this is 116. This is The King's Man. And this is a series also that I feel like hit really strong with the first one. The second one, I know I saw it. I remember a little bit about it. It just didn't really interest me that much. So this one is actually not a sequel. It's a prequel. And, um, you know, it, the thing I'll give the filmmakers here and it's and Matthew Vaughn's really the one that's kicking all this off, but He's done some really inventive stuff with his filmmaking style that, um, I feel like sometimes he doesn't get enough credit for. And if you even go back to something like Kick-Ass, um, or even, uh, I think he did one of the days, uh, the X-Men Days of Future Past. I think that's the one he did. And, um, you see some of the, either it's a technique or just some of the editing or just some of the, uh, just some of the, the way the plot is structured, it's at least clever, and sometimes it's really, really ingenious work. It's like it's really, like, inventive. Um Here, I think, with The Kingsman, we're setting up a lot that we already kind of know, but it, we're going so far back. It's not like it's a few years ahead of the first film. It's decades before the first film takes place. So we're really setting up a lot that, um you know, w- we should be familiar with, but it's it's all about seeing how it all came together and how it all happened. So in a way, it's got a lot of work cut out for it, but it does really take a, a different approach to it in terms of, you know, the first two films, I feel like they were more about discovering this world and discovering this, um, you know, the King's Man service or agency. And um, here we're really going back to before that existed. So it's about the 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 impetus, like what was the catalyst? What started it all? And it turns out it's actually a very... Uh, in a way, it's a kind of a very moving son and father and son story. And, um, you know, it's, it's something I didn't really expect out of this. I thought it might be a little bit of a cash grab, you know, just kind of like, let's revisit the series, but let's go back in time instead of forward, whatever. But this actually has at the heart of it, a kind of a, a very, um, a very kind of deep and, and, yeah, you know, I say moving, It it is called The King's Man. This is an action film, but for that type of film, I guess to me, it kind of, it kind of touched me a little bit that, oh, this is about a man who's trying to, um, honor the legacy of his son who, um, who died and who he maybe regretted or, or wished he could have prevented. Right. So in that respect, like that, okay, that was different. That was a little bit of an interesting spin. But also the action on this is just insane. I mean, it's just, it's just par for the course with this series now is things really go over the top and they're just fun to watch. It's just entertaining. So in that respect, you know, I feel like it's better than the second film. Um, the first one still has a very specific, I don't know. It's very specific corner that it really, um, that it really took over. And so this one, is just very different. It's a very different type of film. Some of the action is very similar in the way it's done, but the story, the characters, the setting, the time period, everything's very different. So, you know, if you, if you really want some of that background of, of how maybe this whole universe and all that got started, this is an interesting way to do it. Um, but otherwise, you know, if you weren't a fan of the first one, if you, if you'd never even seen the second one, you might just pass this one too. But I'll give this a recommendation. This is probably the best film I've seen of the ones I'm going to talk about in this episode, but um, it's by no means the, the best film of all of Film Streak so far. So let's get that straight. So anyway, all right. So that is 116. That is The King's Man. Now here's one that, this is 117 and this is Ghostbusters Afterlife. And again, this is just new films that have just come out within the last year. And I just thought I wanted to kind of stay up to date on some of this and, and check them out. And, uh, you know, this is a film that, um, after the, uh, when did they do the, the, the remake, let's say, uh, was it like 2016 or so the all female Ghostbusters, which I thought was just really, I don't know. It's just not a bad idea because it's all females, but just a bad idea to revisit this franchise that was Only two movies in. And I think for a lot of people, even the second movie wasn't that much of a, it didn't have that big of an impact. I think the first movie was really the one that people remember. And so to think, well, we're going to make a third movie, that wasn't probably a great idea. And then it also was a reboot, but it was a sequel, you know, but also now we're going back to the original film and we're going to create another, like a true sequel now. And I, there's just so much where I feel like this is just, it's not so much creative. um, It's not so much serving a creative purpose. It's more of how can a a corporate interest uh, revisit something that has made money in the past. And, and so when you start looking at a film with that already in your mind, it's hard to find anything redeeming in it. And and yet this one, I feel like it had some good ideas in it and it had some great performances in it, actually. Um, better than I was probably expecting. You know, um, I like Paul Rudd in just about everything. But here, um, it wasn't clear to me if he was like the main character. Just going by the marketing and how it was all promoted. I mean, he seemed to be kind of the most top of the line name in the cast. But also, you know, the fact that it's revisiting some things that involved the original characters, the original Ghostbusters and, uh, their family and their legacy and whether that was worth it or whether it was like an embarrassment, you know, all those things that, um, well, I mean, if you liked the original movie, if you saw it when it came out, if that was, you know, the thing uh, you like me, that was, that was my time. Um, I just have good memories of that. I have good experiences with that. And even watching it, Today, I still love that movie, but to look at it through these characters' eyes who don't have a good experience with it or don't have good memories of it, uh, I just felt like that didn't ring true. And so when you introduce your story and your characters that way, I'm, as an audience member, I'm already not understanding what the problem is. Where's the conflict? So here, I, I think it was just kind of a fundamental problem with this way the story was set up. Uh, but then, it, you know, it does a thing where it, it just like scream in a way. It goes back to familiar territory. We even have the same exact villain as the first movie, which really wasn't necessary. And I really think that if they wanted this thing to really pop off, to really hit for a new generation or whatever, you got to do something new. You got to do some inventive. Let's not go back to it. I mean, we've seen movies do it enough. And I think, honestly, like part of it was the Star Wars thing with with The Force Awakens, where, you know what? If we go back and we just retell the original story in a new way, everybody will still like it. You know, they're playing on the nostalgia of it. And it worked for that movie. But I think most people who, especially like the real, you know, not so fans out there, they saw right through that. And if you watch that movie a few times, you probably you start to see it yourself. So here it's like it's another one of these movies that are just like, OK, we've got to pick this franchise up and, and get it going again. So what do we do? We're just going to go back to the original and just, you know, rob that from any any ideas or any things that people loved about it. And we'll just turn that into a new film. And the new people, the the young people, the kids or whatever, they won't have any familiarity with it. Or, you know, I just didn't even say familiarity. But also, they won't know any better. They won't be any wiser that, oh, uh, we're just ripping ourselves off. So I just felt like that's real cheap. And that doesn't, uh, you're really kind of insulting the audience at that point. So this, you know, Ast- Ghostbusters Afterlife, I just think it wasn't the film that, it wasn't a film that needed to be made in the first place, but also... As it was made, I think this was maybe the wrong way to go with it. I I just don't see the, I just don't see the point of it. And that's doesn't say it's not well made. I mean, it's certainly better than any of the Ghostbusters movie before in terms of like the production quality and the special effects and all that stuff. But at the same time, it's like that doesn't really matter if I don't care or if I don't even understand why these characters are going through this. So in that regard, you know. I'm sure some people probably like this movie and they probably found some things that are fun and, and, and amusing or entertaining with it. But when I look at it in terms of this is the fourth movie now in this franchise, in a way, um, I, I just feel like it's, why do we even, why are we here? Why do we even make this movie? Why am I watching this movie? So I'm going to give that one a pass. As much as I hate to say it, because I really like Ghostbusters, I mean, the the original movie, that was one that is like I hang a lot of uh a lot of influences that I have on that movie and several movies from that time period. But this one just uh, it's like the Star Wars thing It's like I just have to pretend like all the ones that came after the first one don't exist in order for me to still be good with it. You know, so Ghostbusters pass. Scream, pass, three five, five, pass. At the Kingsman, I mean, if that's your jam, go for it. It might also be a pass, depending on your taste, or or if you're even familiar with it. So that's up through one seventeen, and that is where the streak stopped. And unfortunately, I'm not gonna go into all the reasons why, just some personal things. Life, you know, had to take over and I just couldn't watch movies and I couldn't do it for weeks. So um, in that regard, I say that a lot, I guess, but in that regard, the streak is over, but the streak will continue. And I'll tell you that the next episode I want to do will probably be the last episode of Film Streak as it exists now. But at least I wanted to get these out and kind of clear these off my table because I do want to do one more episode very specific set of films. It may not be another seven, like a week. It may not be four like this. I'm not really sure yet, but it's going to be kind of a special episode to cap this off. Not really part of the film streak because I'm watching these films now, but I'll tell you more about it in the next episode. So in that time, you know, until that happens, until I can get that all recorded and put together, I do want to thank you for listening. Thanks for checking this out. If you've Caught the earlier episodes of Film Streak, thank you for doing that. Uh, if this is the first one you're hearing, oh man, sorry about that. It's real kind of shitty for me to just like, hey, we're kind of done with this, even if, you know, I only got, what, 17 episodes in? Uh, but that's the idea, and the idea didn't really work as I was hoping, but we're going to continue it in a new way, and I'll tell you more about that in the next episode. So, Thanks for checking us out. Thanks for listening. Um, you can find the other episodes at filmstreak.com. And until the next episode, when we'll maybe have some new, uh, new changes or development here and how this is going to go, until then, keep watching movies.